This week, three sides of the coin. We talk about being a fly on the wall. What moments would we like to see? Wouldn't it be cool to go back to the record plant and see Bob Kulik record his overdubs for oh, Kiss Jesus Alive? Christ. Hi, you just you just like poking and poking and poking. I know. Keeps poking that bear. No, seriously, people, that wasn't one of our fly in the wall moments. But honestly, now that I think of it, it really would have been kind of cool to be there if it if it did happen. Um, you could have taken fly, notes. Fly in the wall moment in history. What events would it have been great to just be there to witness? And to listen to what was going this on. Is three sides of the coin, talking all things kiss. I want to rock and roll all night. You're listening to Three Sides of the Coin. You love the show. Visit threesidesofthecoin.com. Subscribe on YouTube. Follow and rate us on Spotify. Subscribe and leave a review on iTunes. We appreciate your support. Shame, shame, shame. <laughs> We're, 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 we're literally flying alone at the very last minute, but we don't care. It's always fun to do this stuff. Um, you got three sides of the coin. Mike, Tommy, Mark, Lisa is hanging at a Lillian Axe concert tonight. Good for you, Lisa. Have fun. Um, we're going to kind of keep this week's show short, and I can hear all the applause right now. <laughs> <laughs> So That's we're like not going to for me. <laughs> we're not we're not we're not going to bother comments because listen, we did the comments all last week's episode. Yeah. Um, there's no Kiss news. They're touring Europe right now, and it looks like the crowds are having a great time. Um, but I keep a list on my notepad of just brain fart ideas to talk about when we get into these sorts of moments here. And some of you guys send in suggestions as well. And let me say, I encourage you, if you guys have ideas for topics, message us, any of us, email us, whatever. I throw them down here. So I wish I could remember when, but this is probably, I bet this guy, I bet David sent this to me like five years ago. David Lawrence, a random slow week topic for you. If you could be an invisible fly on the wall for an hour or so in history, what event would you want to be that fly on the wall for? And why we're doing this? Because Mark's eyes perked up when I read this. He's like, yeah, let's talk about that. So at least we will have an interested Mark. <laughs> so, so, Mark, why don't we start with you? Yeah, it was funny because we, uh, uh, we obviously this is a quick change in what we we're expecting today. So it was the first thing Michael read off. I'm like, God, you know, I, I've got one right out of the gate. Um, I well, can't we do more than one because that's what he's going to say. Oh, we'll we'll keep going around until yeah. we okay. have to until we go. You know show. what? This is a show, you guys. You got <laughs> until we got to feed Mark. Yep. Yeah, which is soon. So. Um, I wish I, I don't remember exactly what city, because again, keep in mind, uh, boys and girls, this is like we're sitting around at a bar. There's no prep, none of that stuff, especially today. Um, the show that uh, they accused Peter of sabotaging, sabotaging the set 
they didn't finish the show. He started dragging the. Was that on um, the Dynasty the tour? That was on the Dynasty tour. I, that's where I would have liked. I would have loved to have heard why. If if again, I'm I'm going to assume it's true, because both Gene and Paul have mentioned that story publicly um, about you know when there was fraction in the band. I would love to know Peter's reason for doing that and the other three's reaction. And if I remember reading in one of the KISS bios that that was a closed door meeting, like not even Bill was allowed in there, it was just the four of them. So, you know, it's funny too, because um, I've seen a lot of my friends um, who are fellow KISS fans. The Dynasty tour back in 79 was just kicking up right around uh, this. Matter of fact, I think the anniversary of the Lakeland show was a couple of days ago. What, what's today? 20th? So yeah, 20th, 20th of June. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, back in 1979, um, you know, that tour was just getting underway. And the cracks were starting to show, you know, they, I know here in Detroit, they booked the full silver dome, but they ended up playing the mini dome. Now, just to let you know, here in Detroit, both Led Zeppelin and I want to say Aerosmith and some other contemporaries at the time played the full, you know, 70 plus thousand, you know, um, fans don't get me wrong. What kissed it was nothing to sneeze at. Uh, I was at that, show. but but compared to and and again, go read uh, Chris Lent's book "Kiss and Sell," because it gets into this. If if you don't know the history, that Dynasty tour was supposed to be much super bigger. Kiss. Super, super kiss. kiss. It was supposed to be multiple shows. Wasn't there supposed to be like multiple stages, hop frogging yeah. across yeah. the? Yeah. They there were going to have an A, and B, an A and B stage. And, uh, they were going to have like his world and outdoor event that was going to travel with it. I mean, the plans were huge. Grandiose. Grand. Yes. That. Grandiose plans that all of that got scaled back down. And, and you're right, Mark. I mean, what the tour ended up still did great numbers. It just didn't deliver what was initially hoped for. Well, I don't know if it did. I, I thought they lost money on that tour. They, they, they might have, but I guess what I'm saying is they still played to packed crowds at yeah. a single night. It wasn't multiple nights. It wasn't like the Creatures of the Night tour just a few years later, which all of a sudden were playing basically to half-filled lower well, levels the, at the many cities. Night. The opening night was was testament to that because they were supposed to play two nights in Lake yep. Lakeland, yep. Florida, and they only played one. And yep. that's kind of what I was getting at. There was they they cut the half and house cut the house in half here, and I know uh, New York had multiple dates, which I think they still did. They do two on the Dynasty tour. Or they just do the one at Madison Square Garden. I don't remember exactly, um, 
But and that happened in other cities, too. You know, they ended up just doing one night. And like you said, Michael, you know, they did well. They didn't. Yeah. It's funny when I think back on that, because, you know, Kiss's poor numbers are in other bands. They kill for those numbers. Oh, God, yes. Yeah. I mean, there's there's plenty of bands that would have loved to have had that disappointing dynasty tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's exactly my point. Um, you know, but yeah, I, I would have loved to have because I would have thought at that. What would cause Peter to melt down? And, and again, he's a professional musician. And I know he was having bad drug problems. His marriage was breaking up. And I mean, all that's things probably that your he, answer right there. Yeah. My point is all things he did to himself. Nobody, you know, uh, you know, force fed him drugs and nobody made him cheat on his wife and all those sorts of things. So, you know, all the damage was self-inflicted. But maybe that was the frustration that was the catalyst um you know for peter doing that and you know what was gene paul and ace's response to that you know yeah because they they continued on the tour after that if i remember correctly too that was that was towards the end of the tour so um but yeah that at that that show doesn't exist bootleg form at least i don't have it and i've never heard it so um don't get me wrong. I, I've got enough dynasty bootlegs to know that Peter did not play well. Matter of fact, to be fair, I'll, they didn't play well. A lot of nights. Um, those are some pretty rough, rough ones to, uh, to sit through. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some halfway decent ones, two good ones too, but that wasn't a consistent tour because if you go back and, you know, and, and, and go through your bootlegs and stuff, you know, through the, early years really through 78 they played really good matter of fact i make strong case in 77 78 um you know especially those japanese shows they, they were the, literally the hottest band in the world they were on fire they were playing yep. so well firing on every cylinder yeah and something happened you know again yep. go back listen to the kobo 76 go listen to tokyo 77 that's a band on a fucking mission that's a band that's going to crush any and all contenders man kiss yep. was but that you can't say that on the dynasty tour nope the, the, yeah. um i would i ha i have other ones but kind of piggybacking off of what you just brought up i think it would have been interesting to be a fly on the wall in the dressing room after the final U.S. show on the farewell tour. Mm -hmm. The show where P Peter, again, melted down, destroyed his drum kit. Um, Michael, you were there. You had to have I, summons. I, I, I was there. Not, not in the dressing room. I mean, I, I imagine that was a very closed dressing room that at that show. But I was out in the uh, hall standing outside the dressing room. And I've shared this story where, you know, half hour after they had gone in the dressing room, all four of them basically came out and Gene and Paul went this way and Mason Peter went that way and didn't say anything, didn't wave by, nothing. It was just like, it was a very, for a lifetime Kiss fan, it was interesting to just watch and and at that time i pretty much knew that was the last show that was Mike, that was the, the last the show of the original didn't. four the, the public, public didn't. didn't public didn't because i remember about a week before 
Um, Mark, we lost your video. No, it's there my we go. fucking stupid ass cell phone shows up on my tablet. About a week before um, McGee Entertainment called me and said, we don't know, but you over the next week's worth of shows here in the U.S., you should try and get to as many as you can because we don't know which one of these might be the last show. And they didn't, they didn't get into more details, but I knew what that meant. We knew what was going on behind the scenes. Um, but after that meltdown on stage, it would have been interesting to be a fly on the wall. What, what did Gene and Paul have to say? Did they say anything? Maybe they were just like, why say anything? It's not going to change anything. It's over. Let's just get out of here with peace of mind and as quick as possible. I mean, why, you know, again, maybe they didn't have to say anything to Peter because it's like, there's nothing to say. It was gone. It was over. And it just, I felt like that could have been an interesting moment. And as far as I know, None of the four guys have ever commented really in great detail about that. I mean, maybe they have been passing on an interview that I've never saw, but there was no great details of Paul or Gene saying, well, okay, after that happened in the dressing room, this is what we talked about. No, it just kind of ended. You know, it was kind of like flame just on a candle, just, burnt out and that was the end of it that was just it and you know you were talking about how they weren't firing on all cylinders as a band on that dynasty tour and it just got me thinking because we've all commented the farewell tour was pretty much the same way you could tell as that tour progressed through the u.s it got worse and worse and worse and worse, especially if you've seen multiple shows. And it just had me realize that as much as Gene and Paul might try and put everything they've got into making it a great show and as tight as possible and as perfect as possible, if the other guys in the band aren't carrying their fair share of the weight on stage, something's going to be missing. Well, Paul says that in his book. People were coming up to him saying, I'm not going to come see you anymore. You're terrible. And I, I went to the, the last show I saw of the original four was the Columbus show. And my friend and I left there going, I, I said that too. I said it out loud. This guy's, this is one of the worst kids shows I ever saw. I was terrible. It just, mm-hmm. and again, I, I think put it this way. If, if you, if you're a younger fan, and you went to the Columbus show in 99 or when was that? No, 2000. 2000. Yeah. If you went to that show and it was your only kiss show, your first kiss show. Maybe you walked out of there feeling different than I did. By that time, I, you know, I'd seen them a fucking hundred times already. You yep. know? And, and I'm going, I could just, they just didn't. Look, plus Peter, that stupid tear thing on. Put the tear on his on his makeup, which that didn't sit well with Paul. I could tell in the audience that they weren't getting along. It was sloppy. Yep. Um, And keep in mind, going to that, going because I'd seen a few shows prior to that one too. I I think I mentioned it too. I want to say it was Grand Rapids. You know, Peter didn't play the 
missed like good 10 seconds of fucking Detroit Rock City. So I remember Paul looking like back at the drum set, like, are you going to play? You know, I, I mean, I witnessed that with my own eyes. This isn't something I, you know, something I fucking witnessed. And I, I was up close to the stage and I just remember he finally kicks in and I'm like, this is terrible. <laughs> you know what I mean? They, they, this isn't the band that I fell in love with. So, well, and, and, and what you just said kind of proves Paul, in that case, Paul could put everything he wants into it. But if Peter just misses 10 seconds of a song, there's nothing Paul can do to make it better. Every guy in the band has to carry their weight completely to make a show as good as possible. It's not, it's not possible in the long run to have two guys carry the other two guys and keep it at the same level. It just doesn't work that way. Now, I, 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 will, I will tell you, you know, after the U.S. leg of the farewell tour, then I went over and saw them in Australia. And it was like they had been reignited again. Just getting rid of Peter, bringing Eric Singer in. Boy, you could see they were having fun on stage. To the point Ace was doing stuff that, that yeah, might have annoyed Gene and Paul doing his little jams out of the blue. But it was you could tell they were having fun still. It just wasn't part of the script of a Kiss show. But there was new energy in the band. They all looked like they were having fun. And even when Gene said his, you know, what is the Ace Freely band playing next? If you yeah. remember, because again, that was as a bootleg collector, those were fun shows to collect because you didn't yep. know what they were going to do at the, at the end of the night or towards the end of the night. So yeah, you're absolutely right, Michael. That would be, that would be fascinating to uh, Tom, Tommy. How about you? What would you like to be a fly on the wall for? I would go back to the beginning. I would like to be there when they entered, when they were um, trying out guitar players as a three piece to see, I would like to hear the magic for the first time and see the reaction of their faces when it all came together. That would be interesting. Like what, what was the, to be there for that first moment, all four of them kind of looked at each other and were like, this is it. Mm-hmm. I would we love got to it. see that. We got it. What was that moment? And how did they, what did they say to each other? Mm-hmm. Exactly. That would be the first choice. Mark, how about you? Is there another fly in the wall? Yes. Uh, another one that was covered in the Spinning Gold movie. And I'd love to see it in real time as it actually happened. I would have. I would have liked to have been there when Ezrin brought back Beth after he said, Hey, I'm going to jazz this thing up because you, as you, as we know from the original demo, it wasn't, didn't have the lush orchestration and, you know, Bob wanted Peter to have that song on the record. And I would love to be the fly on the wall because they said that, you know, Gene and Paul were poking fun at him when he was, you know, sitting down to do the vocal. And I, 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 they, and, you know, they say they had to cobble together a take, which, you know, isn't, I've seen that printed a couple times. I don't think that's very fair because as someone who's done tons and tons of recording, that's what you're punching for. I mean, 
hardly anyone goes to a first take all the way through, you know, although it'd be interesting to see how much work Ezrin had to do, you know, to get that take out of Peter. But yeah, I would have, I would have liked to have been there when Ezrin started trying to get Peter to do Beth the way that he kind of vision envisioned it. Because, you know, let's be fair, Bob put that thing together. The, the version that we're used to, the orchestration and the charts, you know, it's all, it's all Bob Ezrin. I would, an, uh, I would like to be at, and this is my, you know, birth moment of KISS. I'd like to be the fly in the wall at the Paul Lynn Halloween special. Yeah. And, and I don't know if it's so much the fly on the wall, but just to be there. But isn't that kind of the same thing? You can count it either way because you're still experiencing that moment. It's yeah, just all it, it is an all day shoot versus the closed yeah, door meeting. It, or, it, it's, it's not, you know, Paul Lynn isn't so much hearing what were they saying, what was being discussed, who decided on what, like the dressing room stuff is more about, I want to hear what was said. Paul Lind was just to be at a moment as pivotal as that show was for myself personally, but for so yeah. many KISS fans to just experience it, to watch it, to feel what was going on at that event. Well, I'd let you stay in KISS's dressing room. I'm going to be in Ross Kelly's. <laughs> I'm going to be in Witchy Pooh's dressing room. <laughs> Tommy, how about you? Another one? Yeah. Um, I would love to be a fly on the wall at the all-day session that inevitably worked out to be Lynn Goldsmith's photos from the Live 2, which probably bled into the, um, the uh, oh, God, uh, what's his name? Uh, Newman. Uh, I had the first name uh, where he interviewed them for Land of Hype and Glory. Oh, oh. I, I know. Yeah, I know. Ed, 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 Edwin Newman. Edwin Ed, Newman. Yeah. I would yeah. like to have been in KISS production that day to watch all of the photos for all those iconic or most of them posters and sit down and be a part of watching that whole thing take place. Yeah, that would be cool. Mark? Oh, this one, uh, I'm going to get some hate mail for this. I would have liked to have been there when Gene and Paul and assuming Ace and Eric were there too, when they brought the elder out to play for the execs. I was thinking <laughs> that exact same thing to sit in, sit in the conference room where, when they played it for the very first time for the label, just to, just to like, I don't know. Listen to the pure silence and see the jaws drop. That, that was the first time they kind of went, "Oh boy, what did we oh, do shit. here?" Yep. <laughs> we we shit the pot on this one. Yeah. <laughs> that had um, been interesting. I would, Tommy. You might relate to this one. Wouldn't it be fun to have been a fly on the wall at Great American Music when they were three hours late? For that in store, yes. I what thought the of that fu- one what too. the fuck was what the fuck was going on? 
And then Peter was complaining literally 20 minutes into it that he wanted to leave and they were three hours late. Yeah, I get, I think that would have been interesting to hear the, the band dynamics going on at that. Now, again, that was during the dynasty tour people. So, um, you know, we, we, we know Peter has, had pretty much already checked out and Ace was becoming less and less of a happy camper in the kiss world. But he was very uh, engaged that night. And, and I can tell you that was the first time I saw them as human at all, because I will never forget Peter bitching about it. And Gene turning to him and said, he said, shut up and just sign the records. Oh, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, that yeah. was also the time where, you know, again, we they were late as far as we know, because of Ace. But when I got up to get my autographs, that's when security said no more autographs. And mm-hmm. Ace just looked at me and said, no, give me your album. I'm signing your album anyway. And I was just like, thank you, Ace. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I, I couldn't get Peter's autograph. The security pushed me on by and I couldn't get jeans because they pushed me on by. But I was able to get Paul's because Paul grabbed it as well. But yeah, that would have been an interesting what was going on you know, what was going on? Just that was it. What, what was happening and how was it being dealt with? I agree. That first time and he ended up making it, but when Tommy dressed for the first time in the spaceman. Well, at that Jamaica show. No, no. Ace ended up playing. When Ace got there. Oh, yes. He got there the very last minute. Helicopter. I would, have, I would have loved to have been a fly on the wall. And the buildup to that. Yeah. Like, what do we do? What do we do? You know, what were they saying? What were they thinking? I mean, it got to the point. It did get to critical mass because Tommy did get dressed up. Yep. And if you remember the story, Ace just kind of nonchalantly walked by him, looked at him and said, hey, what's up? Like. Didn't even like, why are you dressed up like me? It's like know? it didn't surprise them that they were doing that. Yeah. You know, just uh, that had to, have, I could only imagine the frustration in, and that's the thing was, here's, here's why I want to be a fly on the wall in there. And I, I seem to be picking on Peter a lot, but was Peter as incensed as, as uh, Gene and Paul? That's a good question. What was, did Peter care? Now, now you know, to, to go along with that, Mark, you could also say, wouldn't it also be interesting to have been a fly on the wall at the Columbus, Georgia show when Peter didn't perform and they put Eddie Cannon yeah, in. Eddie Cannon. What was what was going on at the last minute backstage there? Here's what here's one that. I think a lot of people would go, oh, yeah, for sure, but probably they don't think about it off the top of their mind. Definitely to be a fly in the wall at the studio the last time the four original members got together and recorded Detroit Rock City for the movie. Yeah. The very last recording four original members ever did. Just to, just to sit on the couch back in the control room and watch and listen. That yeah, would have been interesting have been to see. Because, you you know, they you don't know if they knew it was the last time. 
but yeah, or what was being said. I mean, and I think to go along with that sort of in the studio could have been very interesting to be a fly in the wall in the studio for Psycho Circus as well. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I think so. How about you, Tommy? You got another one? Yeah, um, I've got several more. The next one I guess I would go with is I would love to have been a fly on the wall when they poured the ink into the or poured the blood into the ink for the comic book. That whole you mean stage for the sports thing. for Sports Illustrated? Yes, for Sports Illustrated. Is that is there is that actually been confirmed? I don't think it's ever been. I've heard that a completely. Times. You know, I've it's heard one of those that... great kiss myths. Yes. I yeah. mean, how do you prove it? You know, right. You can't. I just thought that was such an interesting, odd, weird thing that that would be fun to have seen how that all went down. Yep. Mark, my turn. I have kind of a unique one. Um, Matter of fact, uh, being that I'm in a bit of an Alice Cooper mood, I can just pick these up. But one of the, when they decided, when they, before they were Kiss as we know them, when they decided for the four of them to go see Alice, if you guys know the story, that the four of them went and saw Alice Cooper on the Billion Dollar Baby Store. I would have loved to have been at the rehearsal when they're like, hey, are, are they talking about going to the concert as the four of them to kind of scope out what they wanted to yeah. see? Because that story is pretty famous. You know, they did go as a as, as a band together to Madison Square Garden to see the Billion Dollar Babies tour. I would have loved to have been in the room when one of them, I don't know who, I'm going to guess it was Gene. Hey, I, Gene, you know, the Cooper at that point had to have been all over Gene's radar because the theatrics and, the, you know, the gallows and all. I, it's just, you know, right up his horror movie sort of. And I would have loved to have, uh, you know, been there when they, when whoever brought it up and what did they talk about when they got back from the, from the concert and did they, what was what were the specifics um what did they get out of that um i know i always thought that was kind of a a cool story but one that isn't you know really talked about too much so i'd love to know Mm -hmm. more about that um if i was to be on a fly on the wall let's let's think here um i don't want to i want to try not to pick negative stuff Let's pick a cool thing. Um, how about a fly on the wall? And we, we've heard sort of how it all came down, but when the idea of breathing fire was first brought up and Gene volunteered, like how did, just to, again, just to be there to see that, to, to, witness that sort of discussion for something that has now become an iconic trademark for gene you know it was all you know because our understanding is the 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 gag was offered up and nobody else 
accepted or volunteered to do it. So Gene goes, all right, I'll do it. Yeah, because that was a coin's idea, wasn't it? Yeah, I think it was a coin or Delaney's idea that basically said, hey, somebody needs to breathe fire. Which one of you guys wants to do that? And just to hear the, the discussions, I mean, could you imagine if it ended up being like ace breathing fire? How many no. times would he have set himself <laughs> on fire? Yes. yes. <laughs> He'd have extra alcohol in his breath the whole night anyway. <laughs> uh, Tommy. Well, I'm torn, so I'm going to go. The next one I'll say is I would I would love to have been part of the KISS Day uh, for the football players in Cadillac, Michigan, to see just yeah. how that whole, that whole day went. And then before I flew home from Detroit, I would have gone to Mark's house and I would spray paint a big dick on his garage door. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> yeah that's exactly what you would say mark oh <laughs> it's funny <laughs> but no seriously i mean all kidding aside it, it, my my quandary was with that day or the other choice i would have made that fits into this category is seeing them play live early on and i don't not that it wouldn't be great to be at popcorn or something like that but you see all of these pictures of those shows they did with the big curtains behind them that look like they were in a gymnasium on a college campus more than it was any kind of an arena. I would love to have seen one of those show, shows to, to see how it felt to be there. Yeah. You know, yeah. and be a part of it. Mark? Hmm. Be another... Just because I was reading about it recently. What was it like in the dressing room when and, and what were they talking to Eric about when they did the kids are people too? What I mean, was he getting direction? I'm, I'm assuming a coin kind of gave him, you know, and the other because if you remember the other three, if you watch that video clip, they were all pretty upbeat. You know, they just went through a pretty much like what you were talking about, what made me think of it, Michael. It was obvious, and I don't want to, again, God, this sounds like I'm bashing Peter. I'm not. I'm just pointing out things that happened. It's, and it's happened in history. Yeah. Yeah. Um, once Peter left in Australia, the three of their spirits seemed to pick up. I mean, for what it's worth, I mean, that's just, that happened. And if you go back and look at Kids Are People too, the three of them, and even if you look at the video from um, when they're doing the stuff for Countdown, um, you know, before they went to Australia and those, when Countdown was a show from Australia, right. but they, they, you know, they, they did some uh, TV work here. They never looked happier. They never, you could just see the rejuvenation in the band. But I would, I would love to, have been a fly on the wall and listen to the final things that maybe a coin or Gene and Paul, because I don't really think Ace participated too much into that sort of thing. I think Ace was just being Ace, but if, you know, 
literally the last five minutes before they were ready to go on. Were, 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 were they were they pumping them up? Were they giving yeah. them advice? Were they like, "Are okay, the roller coaster's starting. Are you ready? Yep. Are you strapped in? Yep, yep. yep. Um, I would love to be a fly on the wall. And this would have been like just post elder. We know that, you know, Ace told the band he's quitting and that Paul basically didn't Paul like go upstate New York and met with Ace yes. and was like, do your I solo quit. albums, yeah. do whatever you want. Don't quit. Stay in the band. It'll be better for you. That, that moment of Paul meeting with Ace, trying to get Ace to stay in the band be a fly on the wall for that conversation was was ace completely set in his mind and there was no change in it or were there moments where ace was like giving thought to what paul was saying and giving consideration to it or was it a had that ship sailed had that ship just sailed and there was no saving tommy um Case she kite fly, kite fest. Just because it was such an odd show with such a mythical background to it, with mm-hmm. all the different things we've heard about and learned, and to see him play in the middle of the, or late in the afternoon, whatever it was, I would have liked to have seen that. And where did they get dressed? If I remember correctly, I well, you know, yeah. yeah, almost didn't, like they didn't, didn't, exactly. You, didn't they get dressed and, and drove they were dro- driven there in a van dressed it's or something I mean. like that if, yeah probably at a hotel somewhere and yeah yeah i i think that's an interesting one too because you know if you go back to that time you know if you go to a nightclub or a concert venue or whatever and you you didn't know kiss like when kiss did the you know, the, 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 the New Year's Eve show with Iggy and Blurster Cult and all that stuff. The kids there, Kiss wasn't even on the billboard. Um, but if you would have saw Kiss there, it just would have been another freaky, crazy. Unknown band. third yeah. support band that you've yeah. never heard of. Now, when they showed up for the kites, it's the middle of the day. That ambiance isn't there how did they feel right like you know what i mean how did the band feel you know that had to that's that's a good one tommy that that's that's pretty fascinating well i'm just thinking about stuff that i mean look everything we're bringing up i think is great because it all has great reasoning for it i'm just looking for uh, experience things yeah you know like because because I think that I would love to your point, Michael, like being in the dressing room at the end of that last show, but I'm looking at like Casey more like, okay, not only do I get to see what's happening with the band and all of the questions Mark just asked, I get to see what it feels like to be there and see the look yeah. on some of people's faces. Cause that's, what's interesting to me, even to this day, when I go to their shows now, I, I really love to look around and see everybody and the smiles on their faces. And it's so interesting when you hear, you know, two younger people standing next to me and they start to play, I don't know, tears are falling and they're like, Oh my God, I love this song. They do this, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. It's, I don't know. I just, it's a, to me, it's really interesting. 
Mark, you got another uh, one? Let, yeah, let's do this is last one. La- last round. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um my mine hasn't happened yet. God damn it, you're stealing mine. I just knew it. I knew it. <laughs> what is it gonna be like? The absolutely we're not fucking kidding this time. This is the last show, and I'm guessing it's going to be a one-off or a residency show. Because I, but, I but would, let, let, whenever let's, let's that say. actual last show is, if they know it's the last show, if well, you, for the sake of discussion, let's just say December 12th for right. this, you know, yeah, I, I December get it. I 2nd. was right there. Oh yes, because well, I, 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 I don't want you to get hate mail because yeah. of the date. Well, no, here's the thing, because I think that December 2nd, and this is just me. No one told me this. Yeah, it's the last touring show. Yeah, it's the last touring show. Oh, I agree. I don't think it's it's the last show, but I'm saying this. I want to be at the, if they know this is the last show, because do I think emotions are going to be running high on December 2nd? To a degree, but I also think, they know that they're going to be doing other things. So they know it's yeah. not the last show. And, and you know what? It might be, but it's Kiss. I, I, And they've already opened up themselves to this. Like, oh, you know, Gene's even mentioned stuff like, oh, you know, we're maybe doing one-offs or, you know, this is. And then I think Paul was being very specific in a recent interview. He was like, this is the end of the touring. We're never yeah. going to tour again. Okay. That doesn't mean it's the last show. Or I think uh-uh. that's their their escape clause. I'm saying if Gene Simmons knows this is the last time I'm putting the makeup on, the last time I'm doing this, I think it's going to be, I would love to be there and just witness the raw emotions of that. Yep. That's a good one. I will. So here, so since Mark, Mark just stole mine, literally stole mine. <laughs> the um, I will. How about being a fly on the wall in the dressing room for the first show on the Lick It Up tour before hitting the stage? What was the anticipation, the excitement? What was, you know, was there, were there, were there fears? Were they scared? I mean, what was going on as they were minutes to going on stage? For the first time and performing without makeup and and having the luxury to know hey extra attention to gene how is gene handling this yeah that would be cool because there's yeah. so many possibilities you know it could be so many different things i mean he yeah. might have just been cool as a cucumber on the outside and shit in his pants on the inside. Yeah. I, mean, I, well, I got, I got, I got to suspect Paul was not nervous at all because we know that Paul wanted to perform to without do this. Makeup. He was probably excited. He wanted to do it back on the creatures of the night tour. He wanted to take the makeup off for creatures of the night, but Gene wasn't ready yet. So they kept it on one more album and one more tour. Um, but yeah. What was, what, you know, could you have looked at Gene and go, I can sense the quiet, nervousness of him not being the demon for the first time in front of an audience yeah and and maybe to go along with that to be back in the dressing room 
after the show. And what was the reaction, their first reaction to performing without makeup? That's a good one. Yeah, because that's a, that is a big change right there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One more for you, Tommy. Okay. I'll close it out by saying that I would love to be a fly on the wall backstage as well as the show at the Palladium in 1980, Eric Carr's first gig to see how that whole thing unfolded. Yeah. Yeah. Again, again, like what, what was Eric like? What was, could you see nervousness in him? Was he in, was he eager? Was he bouncing off the walls? Was he quietly scared? You know, and, and Mark, to your point with, um, you know, kids are people too. What were, what were Gene and Paul and Ace saying to Eric just before going out on the stage to perform as the new drummer of Kiss? Right. That would be fascinating to me. Me too. So there you go, peeps. There you go, people. So we cobbled the show together. We, we, we did. You. And I think this was actually pretty cool. So your homework. What did you think about our fly in the wall moments? And more importantly, if we missed one, what would your fly in the wall moment be? And it could be yeah. anything throughout the history of the band. Even going all the way back to the first time Gene and Paul met. Yeah. I actually you thought know? about I actually yeah. thought about that. So yeah. go out of the box, guys. Yeah. And, and you know. Something that you would just like, wouldn't it be cool to witness this little moment? And mm-hmm. and you could assume you know what happens. It's almost like we we're in Star Trek and we can go time travel. And we can go back to 1973, knowing what we know now, but we can witness it happening. Mm-hmm. I think it would be fascinating. All of the, everything you guys brought up today, cool, cool ideas. Yep. So head over to YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and wherever you like to hang out online. And leave your homework answer of what was, what do you think of our fly in the wall moments and what would be your fly in the wall moments? And um, I don't know, maybe we'll get a guest rescheduled. Maybe we won't. <laughs> I don't know. This is just the way it, way it works out. The way it works out. Um, all right, everybody. That's it. Three sides of the coin. We are out of here. See you next week. Do you have something to say? Leave a voicemail or send us a text message. Call 320 320- 515 Voices for Three Sides of the Coin provided by LarryDavisVoice.com and by JessicaMarsVoice.com That's Mars with a Z